Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. It's time now to take a look at what uh, investors are going to focus on today and the rest of the week. You would think, you know, during festive week, things would slow down. Fruit People. Cake. Would- <laughs> I am slowing down. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I think we all are. All we're veering towards becoming fruitcakes. A little bit of crazy here and there does with help. Lots of brandy. <laughs> during uh, the festive. And something stronger than brandy, possibly as well, just to keep ourselves sane. Yeah, People talk about eggnog, but I think there are limits there. And apparently there are limits to how much we are going to be feeling immersed in the festive spirit as well. Because heading into the holiday season, we can expect a whole range of uncertainties, right, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've got a couple of things on the radar and I think right at the front and centre of it is the latest from the US where you've got US Senator Joe Manchin just leaving Democrats a bit shell-shocked because (laughs) he pulled out from their earlier agreement to back this $2 trillion tax and spending package to help with social spending and climate policies. So it's a bit of a shocker because everyone was thinking, hey, he's a Democrat, he's going to be on our side. And we've talked to him before for many rounds and finally convinced him to just back this program. And it's important because in the Senate, it's 50-50 plus a tiebreaker vote from Vice President Kamala Harris. So his vote is crucial to get over that 50-50 line. So without it, you've got this pretty much in limbo right now. And this is just going to be something additional for investors to digest. Is this going to shake up markets? Will this um, just leave even more jitters in a rather, um, I guess, volatile backdrop right now? So this is quite um, a development for the US investors to keep an eye on. Mm. Actually, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, did he? Is it possible to extend on exactly why he is not lending support and what's the initial reaction apart from what we have to pay attention to? Yeah, it's quite interesting, right? If you follow or don't follow US politics, it might be quite confusing. Why is a Democrat not following the trend or you know, towing the line, so to speak, when it comes to party politics? So here is where he is coming from, from his perspective. He is concerned about adding to the national debt. So the Democrats have been quite, in a way, trying to compromise and accommodate his concerns by bringing down the price tag or at least the sticker price of the entire package, right? Mm. So he's been saying, no, it's too expensive and we might not be able to pay it off in the long term. So that is where it's coming from. Uh, There is an argument for that. So in a way, the Democrats try to get some middle ground by bringing down the price of all the programs. But that was with the cutting back of some, in a way, corners. Instead of paying for 10 years, you pay for one or two years. So Joe Manchin is not happy with that because he is seeing that as a compromise to the agreement because what's the use of having a program for one or two years? Because you need programs to run for 10 years. And eventually, if you do run for 10 years, it goes back to the same problem of spending too much. Mm -hmm. So he is... In that way, feeling you know, the Democrats are just working around the numbers, being creative with their accounting and not bringing down the price tag per se of the entire bill. So he is just sticking to his guns. And now you've got a situation where both sides are maybe trying to call a bluff on each other. Now, who's going to blink first? Okay. Will it be Joe Manchin? Because he eventually needs to go back to his uh, constituents to say, hey, I could not vote for it. 
because it was too expensive. But at the same time, it will be his uh, constituents who will be asking, what about my paychecks and all the support programs? Because they'll be holding him accountable. So it's going to be a tough one to call right now because it's really sitting on the fence. Mm, I guess uh, the point is who is going to say uncle first, right? Who's going to concede first? Mm. But what's next in terms of what the Democrats could do at this point in order to build it back better? Okay. Uh, the plan okay. better, okay. the plan specifically. Yeah. So, I, so that it's more amenable to people like Joe Manchin. I have to say it's not very clear at this point. Right now, I think you've got both sides trying to scramble for an answer. So for now, we've got some uh, reactions from the White House. The Press Secretary Jen Psaki, he, she has been saying, you know, it's been a very surprised reaction from Joe Manchin and it comes off as a very bitter reaction. So understandably so, they've been quite well, expecting it for quite some time that he'll be on their side. But now it's a bit of an about turn. He went on Fox News to give an interview and only give, gave them a heads up 20 minutes in advance before announcing it publicly. So... I think it is one to a bitter pill for them to swallow and something they have to work out because this is important because they were meant to pass this before the 2022 midterm elections to get more backing ahead of the next election. So something they will try to push through, I'm sure. Yeah, but honestly, I'm not surprised that all this happened because mm. Christmas is complicated. If it's not family, <laughs> it's politics. <laughs> it's got a bit of everything here. It's got a bit of everything. All right, uh, but otherwise, uh, it is uh, a short trading week, four and a half days. Uh, what are we looking forward to? All right, that's is settling from the last week where we had a blockbuster round of central bank actions. So investors digesting the prospects of interest rate hikes on the horizon. And also today, China will be managing their interest rates. So this is going to be interesting because they haven't cut their benchmark rates since April 2020, more than one year. And calls are growing for them to become more accommodative with what's going on in the property sector and the uh, wider slowdown. So today they'll be fixing their um, benchmark lending rates. So something to watch out for at around 9 a.m. And in the days ahead, one of the big events to watch out for is what Joe Biden is going to be doing in his speech. And this is address rising cases of COVID-19 in the US. Okay. And this comes through from a tweet from his press secretary, Jan Psaki. Uh, so she said, no, the porters or the president of the United States is going to detail how the US will respond to these cases. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of restrictions or what type of um, words he will use mm. to warn his country that worse is to come in terms of cases mm. and to brace themselves for the winter months ahead where we might see more cases spike up. So that could have an impact on markets down the road because restrictions could mean you know, flights could be cancelled, activities could be curtailed, so on and so forth. Mm, and of course, this COVID and Omicron story extends to other parts of the world as well. Yeah. The UK getting a lot of attention at this time because they are obviously facing problems there. Uh, tell us how this might influence sentiment. Yeah, so this is what's paying out in the UK. You've got cases spiking. And I'm just looking at the latest count, 82,886. And this is a jump of around 62 or rather 64%. Uh, from the prior week. So that is something that is concerning um, London so much so that it's been put under emergency alert. So this is where they are thinking about 
considering a two-week ban on people gathering indoors. And you've got the mayor calling it a major incident right now. So this sets up the stage for more restrictions. And this will now allow the city to coordinate emergency services and access government support. So you are seeing in the UK signs of more restrictions as well. Yeah. I mean, even in France, up to 10% of the, one of the ministers is saying um, up to 10% of the new cases are suspected to be Omicron. Last week, we heard 20% of UK cases Omicron. Uh, even the sports bodies are now saying, you know, let's just cancel everything and, and, and go into some kind of a restriction. Yeah, I think you've been watching the football mm. matches, right? A lot of well, not players, lot, to play. many players <laughs> have been hit by COVID-19 restrictions, yeah. you know, just for safety. Yeah. And some of the matches could not... Um, you can go ahead. Uh, I think we only had half of the games played this weekend. So that's, uh, what, five? Four or five games? Wow. Uh, it's just interesting how this might play out in terms of the title challenge because yeah. this might be something to um, be to contend with down the road. Yeah, overclock cal- calendar. Next year is a World Cup year. Ah, that's right. So how do you squeeze everything, right? Exactly. Something's got to give, but will it? Yeah, will it? Yeah. yeah. Good question. Uh, is Good question. there even a possibility of that? To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.